should be the same feather. This week's episode of Wild Dogs is brought to you by Swag Dog, the new breed in apparel. Check out their personalized World of Warcraft t-shirts, hoodies, and caps at warcraft.swagdog.com. You can allow Swag Dog to pull all of your character's information via the armory or insert your own info. Head to swagdog.com for more information. Welcome to Wild Dogs. This is Ghost Dog coming to you on Monday, the 23rd of March. It has been an interesting week in terms of information coming from Blizzard recently. However, we'll get to that in a little bit later on. Um, as I said in the last show, I've actually been playing my Death Knight a little bit more recently, and I have been enjoying how fast he is at leveling. As I would said, also, I have a blended blood um, unholy build, which is serving me very well. Now, something I had not done a lot of yet was quest with my son's death knight, both of us using our death knights. His is pure unholy, whereas mine is that blended spec. So what we did is we did, in fact, hit up Hellfire Palinta. Should I start back again? No. We've come too far to have it. Um, we hit up uh, Hellfire Peninsula anyways, and uh, normally we had been questing with my Discipline Priest and his Unholy Death Knight. This time we just went to two DKs, and I have to say it was unbelievably fast. If you have the option of questing with another Death Knight, and even if you are one, um, jump at it. Just jump at it just because it's going to be fantastic for you to level. Um, we were doing great because I was doing the tanking the main tanking going in frost um or um, in frost stance and i was uh, making sure that i was hanging on to all the aggro because at least i can heal myself and then he was just all out dpsing what we found was that i'm very impressed with how well the dk holds on to threat as well now granted again this is very early on um it is possible that it will change later on um but for the levels that we're at now the early 60s I'm holding threat fantastic to the point where when we are getting mobbed by very large groups, I'm even telling my son, go all out with every th- every AoE spell you can do, anything that it caused threat that he, he was uh, avoiding, just blast the shit out of everything. And uh, he never pulls aggro off of me. Um, so it is a very good... Um, grinding do obviously like we we knew this going in it wasn't rocket science but it's nice seeing it applied in actual gameplay we actually met up with terry who decided to who's hosted the show with me a couple of times as well who decided that he has been wanting to level up his death knight as well granted terry hates leveling more than life itself i believe and so when we said we were leveling and he'd be welcome to join us, he thought, oh, what the hell, we'll go anyways, it's the only way he can stand leveling. So we 
headed to Zangamarsh right away. That way we knew we all had new quests there that we hadn't done. And we plowed through shit like it wasn't even there. It was, the mobs could not die fast enough. Um, we were taking on large groups. There was basically, it, there was no, I don't want to make it sound like it was a bad experience. Of course, I don't, I, I don't want Blizzard changing it at least until I hit 80. Um, but there was no thought. There was absolutely no concern whatsoever to how to approach different situations. We were hitting up all of the Nagas, including the elites that we needed. And there was no thought about, okay, well, let's clear the area first before we get the elite. Let's do, you know, any, again, you don't want to pull too many towards it. No. The more the merrier, that just means they drop faster and we gain XP faster. Basically, is how we played. We It was just a, a, a plowing through everything, pulling everybody over. There was death grips all over the fucking screen. It, it was a thing of beauty. I, I will say that, though. And we ripped through quests so fast, it was unbelievable. Now, shadow that against my, my feral druid now who I am trying to play because I really do want to level her up to 80, but it's boring as shit on a cracker. I got to tell you, it's just no fun right now. And again, this is my, it's always been my main. Druid has always been my main. I love the class. I love everything about him. What I'm finding, however, is that it's taking so bloody long to level her. Now, had it just been a comparison versus the DK, fine, I would understand. Yeah, well, the DK is the hero class. It's supposed to be a little bit better, and they are grossly overpowered. So, yeah, it's going to be different. However, what I'm finding is that even compared to, of course, my Shaman, which I've talked about quite a few times, um, the Shaman leveled so beautifully, so fast. It was fantastic, and I loved it, and that's why I stuck with it. Uh, I'm finding that the Druid is, again, painfully slow. She did ding 72, which is nothing to really write home about. Um, and it was, it was, again, it's just an agonizing grind. She's killing mobs reasonably fast in cat form because there's that nice burst damage. Granted, she still doesn't have a full, really good resto, or sorry, um, feral set right now because she has been, she gathered some feral um, items while she was 70, but as she was, as she was a uh, resto at the time, it was one of those, well, I'll roll on it if nobody else wants it kind of deal. Um, so her set was only, it was mediocre to say the, the least um so i've been adding north red greens to that as well but still it's not a great set so yeah that's going to make it a difference later on but what i'm finding is that i can't aoe a whole bunch i can do my swipes which i will say swipe in cat form is very impressive it does some decent damage uh, i can go into bear and swipe multiples but it takes forever in bears for them to die it's barely doing any damage so because of that it takes longer for the questing you do have to be careful in what you pull towards you and whatnot which again i was just bitching that there wasn't enough of that with the dk but there's got to be that fine line somewhere that you get there's a lot of other classes, of course. Everybody's got their problems. But this is what I'm finding with these three right now. The DK, as I said, just a blast. If you get a chance to play your DK with other DKs just to shoot the shit and have fun and not have to actually pay attention to what you're doing, definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. It was, uh, like I said, a lot of fun. The um, my, my, my Shaman's going to be 
having to be played a little bit differently come 3.1. Granted, everybody's going to be having to play differently come 3.1. They are saying the Blues have posted that um, 3.1 will have respects, free respects for everyone because there are so many changes. Um, They are talking about changing the Wind Fury glyph right now for the Shaman. And it's really... It's one of those things that is really pissing people off. What's happening, too, is that, again, the the, the Enhancement Shaman is played far differently now than it was before. And so what's happening is that you're stacking things far differently than you did before. Your playstyle is different. And I think that Blizzard is having a hard time with that. Um, I could be wrong, of course, but it's, it's the impression that I get. I shouldn't have to be doing as much spell casting as I am as an enhancement shaman, but I do. And I'm not just talking about casting chain heals um, and chain lightnings for my maelstrom weapon. Of course, the maelstrom weapon certainly does change it up a lot. Um, I, I've been having some very interesting discussions in uh, in our guild with other shamans, as I've twittered about, <laughs> which certainly does not make the shamans in my guild look very good. I got to tell you, well, not all of them, but some of them. The the ones that say that a party is lucky if they cast heroism, they should just be happy to have them. Yeah, that numbnuts make my brain bleed. Um, but it's interesting having discussions with people in terms of um, things like the the uh, the whole build with the, the main hand offhand. Thing, which is what Wind Fury weapon is going to be changing. See, just to, to go through the uh, Ghost Crawler's post here, he was saying, um, here's a mini enhancement uh, enchant update. One, the extra attack power for the Wind Fury weapon glyph is not intentional and I believe it has been hot fixed. Our goal is um, Wind Fury and Flame Tongue on the main hand and off hand. Our goal is enhancement generally flavors slow weapons for main hand and off hand. To satisfy two and three points, two and three, we are normalizing flame tongues damage to weapon speed if you're using a fast weapon now for flame tongue your damage will come down if you're using a slow weapon your damage will come up please keep in mind that as you continue to gear up for preparation for patch 3.1 our intention with these changes is not to nerf enhancement damage overall however we are concerned that enhancement pve damage is quite high compared to where other classes are in 3.1 um, now, see, the thing here is that as it stands, and I've had this discussion with other shamans who have, have argued with me, but it's quite obviously true as they are making these changes. If you have a slow main hand, and that's your wind fury, and you have a fast off hand, and that's your flame tongue, it is beneficial. You are going to, you're doing more damage, which is why they're saying that's going to drop now. Um, there's a lot of people that are not very happy about that. Um, best, one, best one I've read so far is at WoW Insider, where uh, Matthew Rossi was writing about it. And saying, yeah, that's right, a healer caster weapon is the highest DPS an enhancement shaman can get. This is the sound of me banging my head against the desk. My forehead's got splinters. But it's true. It's so screwed up that a healer caster weapon gives an enhancement shaman the best DPS. 
in my opinion. It's wrong. It's 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 not something to do too much crying about, but it is something that makes absolutely no sense. And they had it right before, but again, it's changed so much in Northrend. Um, but this is all going back again to the the pure versus hybrid debate that we uh, talked about last week and they actually spoke some more ghost crawler came out and, and talked about it more his uh, his must not reply to thread and yet he does anyways um see they, they they're trying to balance of course how much damage a hybrid class can do they don't want a hybrid class to do more damage than a pure class and in their opinions shaman is doing slightly too much damage so it's being changed um but what's happening is that let's just go back to, to ghost crawler here and he says our logic is actually pretty simple if hybrid classes can do the same dps as pure classes then why have pure classes in the game so we designed the pure class to do slightly higher dps and he goes on to talk about utility that the hybrids bring to the to the game as well and he really tries to talk around what he's saying so that he's not putting a percentage uh, in terms of how much more damage dps a pure class does versus um, a hybrid i some of what is said i can see him trying to say what is politically correct in terms of not pissing off your your player base and all of the hybrids and the pure uh the people who play pure pure classes but it's such a clusterfuck in terms of trying to balance those two um his comment about what if a uh warrior beats out a rogue in um in uh, in terms of uh, guild raids and the warriors constantly beating him out and getting a slot in the raid because they can do the same utility and can off tank if need be the rogues only choice is to re-roll whereas if the reverse were happening the warrior has the option to tank instead he has more options yes and no it's we've been playing this game for how many years now it's been over four years the fact is is that if a player is playing a class is because they enjoy the dynamics of that class so whether or not they have more utility than somebody else or more damage is not nearly as important anymore and again they're going back to this whole thing about bringing the player not the class then what does it matter if a shaman or a feral druid can do as much damage as a rogue or a hunter does it mean that you're going to bring them along just because they can also heal in a pinch or whatever? No, because again, all you got to look then is at the utility that the pure classes bring as well. Now, that being said, right now, it's not nearly as much about utility in raids. It's about tank and spank the fuck out of everything in sight that's all it is just obliterate the place there's very little thought in what goes through but if you look back classes had specific things whether it was a lock picking or crowd control or something that they brought to the game so what a pure class this this idea that a pure dps class like your mage hunter rogue warlock um and I'm saying that based on what they, the blues, have said. What they lacked in utility, what they're saying, is completely incorrect. They don't lack utility. They bring other spells that their class has to the, the table. Many times it is crowd control. Uh, crowd control from your, your hunters and their traps, your, your, um, your saps, your, 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 um, your sheeping. There's all manner 
of crowd control that you have, as well as other utilities that those pure classes bring. So again, to me, it's a bullshit answer. It's, it's, it's again, it goes right back to Kaplan and his hatred of hybrids, in my opinion, and that has seeped down to everybody else. So it's a, it's a no-win scenario, in my opinion, and I feel they're going about it all wrong, completely wrong, but what the fuck do I know? Moving on to um, the uh, the big news from Blizzard recently is uh, actually this was just today this was announced announced Blizzard is um, not going to be allowing people to charge for add-ons anymore. So if I find here their post exactly, okay, here we go. So. With the continuing popularity of World of Warcraft user interface add-ons, referred to hereafter as add-ons, <laughs> created by the community of player, players, Blizzard Entertainment has formalized design and distribution guidelines for add-ons. These guidelines have been put in place to ensure the integrity of World of Warcraft and to help promote an, an enjoyable gaming environment for all of our players. Failure to abide by them may result in measures up to and including taking formal legal action. And this is formal shit here. They're not, they're not dicking around. And I am willing to bet that this came about because of Carbonite. But we'll get into this after. Point number one. Add-ons must be free of charge. Back to my Carbonite point. All add-ons must be distributed free of charge. Developers may not create premium versions of add-ons for additional for-pay features. Again, Carbonite, anyone? They cannot charge money to download an add-on, charge for services related to an add-on, or otherwise require some form of monetary compensation to download or access an add-on. Point two, add-on code must be completely visible. No sense going into that. Three, add-on add-ons must not negatively impact World of Warcraft realms or other players. They will perform no function which in Blizzard Entertainment's sole discretion, I love that, negatively impacts the performance of World of Warcraft realms or otherwise negatively affects the game for other players. For example, this includes but is not limited to excessive use of the chat system, unnecessary loading from the hard disk, or, and slow frame rates. Beautiful. That will impact actually a lot of add-ons. Four, add-ons may not include advertisements. Again, you've been seeing more of that lately in some. Add-ons may not solicit donations. This is a big one in my opinion. Add-ons may not include requests for donations. We, rec we recognize the immense amount of effort and resources that go into developing an add-on. However, such requests should be limited to the add-on website and distribution site and should not appear in the game. Again, we'll get back to the what I think of all this afterwards. Add-ons must not contain offensive or objectionable material. Again, common sense. Add-ons must abide by World of Warcraft TOU and EULAs. They must follow the World of Warcraft terms of use and the and user license agreement. And then Blizzard Entertainment has the right to disable add-on functionality as it sees fit. To maintain the integrity, World of Warcraft and Okay, hold on. To maintain the integrity, how did they write the, the to maintain the integrity World of Warcraft 
and ensures the best, but whatever, they fucked up how they wrote it, it's not me. Uh, the best possible gaming experience for our players, Blizzard Entertainment reserves the right to disable any add-on functionality within World of Warcraft at its sole discretion, and that's that. This is huge, and again, all people have been talking about for a little while now is Carbonite, and how Carbonite started charging for their premium service um, a lot of people were asking me what i thought of it and whether i thought it was right or not now i will say i've said it before and i will say again i believe that if you're giving someone the tools to create something they should be allowed to charge for the work if they want to you as a consumer have the right not to purchase said product if you don't want to have to pay for it. Far too many people are of the opinion that everything should be free, that they shouldn't have to pay for shit, and that they should just take whatever the fuck they want. I mean, that's why there's so many people who download whatever they want without paying for it. There's, there's a lot of people who don't understand the concept of creating something. They don't understand the work that goes into it, and they have no respect for the people who do. Because if they did have respect for the people who spend many hours creating something, they wouldn't just steal it. I'm not trying to act like an angel here. I'm not standing on a soapbox. I'm just giving my opinion. So, it, it, in my opinion, it can be compared to the Apple handing out where you can get the licenses to be able to program and make your own iPhone apps. You can make them and you can charge for them. Apple retains the rights to the language, the SDK for the iPhone, um, however, it provides you with tools. Now, in this case here, Apple actually charges you for the license to be able to do that. But the fact remains, you are putting in your time, you get to decide whether or not you want to charge. Excuse me. Now, Blizzard has handed over this, wherein you can create mods for the game. The fact that they're saying you can create them, but now you can't charge is, in my opinion, you're forcing people to only work for free for you. They're making enough money that, frankly, they I get this feeling from them sometimes like all they care about is controlling any money that has to do with their product. And to me, that is greed. That's It's as simple as that. Not that they are necessarily looking at a way to make money from the people creating mods, but let's be honest and go all the way back to Vanilla WoW and look at how many things were implemented over time into WoW that came about because of the ingenuity of the mod makers. So many things are in the game now by default, and it will be with 3.1 because mod makers had the ingenuity, the know-how to put it in the game in the first place. So they are benefiting. There's a lot of people who play the game who rely very heavily on specific mods and that's that's something that if taken away, would they stop playing? Probably not. But some people may get frustrated enough, say without their quest helper, that they don't play as much. They decide it's not as much fun anymore to have to look for a fucking NPC in the middle of, you know, Ashenvale that you shouldn't give a rat's ass about. Just show me where he is and I'll go get him. And Quest Helper is now one of the ones that has called it quits. They've said, fine, if this is how it's going to be, 
we're done. Um, Outfitter is another one. Granted, again, Outfitter is not as big a concern to a lot of people because there's going to be the same functionality coming in 3.1. Huzzah! So yeah, Blizzard is like, look at what we've done. We've given you this fantastic dressing room where you can change your, your, your outfits. Fuck! Christ, we've had that forever through Outfitter and other ones as well. And it's worked great and love them. Don't make it seem like you're doing us such a great favor by implementing this. You're not. So when you're doing something like this and you're stopping people from making money from their work, to me, that's greed and it's stupidity and it's a control issue. And they can, they've spent four years without having to control it like that. Why now all of a sudden? Why now do they have to slap the reins on and say, nope, that's it, no more. Give me a fucking break, guys. That's utter stupidity. We haven't had any huge problems for four years, and now just because Carbonite is being deciding to charge for, for what they're doing, this comes out. And again, I can, I'm, I'm, I'd be willing to put money down on the fact that this is because of Carbonite. And people are pissed about Carbonite because they weren't charging, and now they are, and calling it a bait-and-switch and everything else. I disagree. I disagree. You can put something out for free initially to get feedback, to find out how well it works and everything else, and then decide, okay, now we know. Now we are going to start charging as we do. And what people need to realize, too, is that a lot of these people, they're, they're not Blizzard programmers. They're not paid for this shit. A lot of people do this in their spare time. They have families. They have full-time jobs. Some of them have kids. Some of them have parents who control how much time they can put into things. But the point is that they have lives. They're doing this in their spare time. You can go into a huge project like this thinking, yeah, I'm going to put it out for free. I'll maintain it for free. And then after a couple of months, realize like, holy fucking hell, this is taking up every second of my free time. And I don't get to do a lot of other shit. But they still do it because they it's something that they feel either proud about or they might feel a sense of duty that they have to because it's been out for a while. So then you get someone who decides, you know what, we can actually see if people would like to help by donations or start charging. It's not the end of the fucking world, people. You don't have to feel like everything has to be free. This person or these people are going out of their way to make your gaming experience better. So... You know what? Suck it up. It's a couple of bucks if you want it. If you don't, then play without it. You didn't have it before. It's not the end of the world. Basically, that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, in other news, um, Blizzard has, uh, well, not Blizzard. Well, yeah, Battle.net is up right now for um, account signup so that you can put all of your accounts for all of your battle, your uh, Blizzard games and all your CD keys in one area so that you have that one log on for, um, for all of your, your games, again, your Blizzard games. The, um, the bonus to that is, of course, not having to have to dick around looking for your CD keys all the time um, and then the uh, being able to quickly get whatever downloads you need for all the games through one account. I uh, I don't have that myself, however, I'm going to be creating an account to put those in. I, I've i still been known to install D2 and, uh, and Warcraft 3 and play them every once in a while. Um, it's not like they have that many games that this is that useful. Um, however, I mean, StarCraft 2 will be coming out. I won't be surprised if it is out this year. And then Diablo 3 is coming out as well. Although that's probably a little later on. That probably won't be until next year. Uh, other news from Blizzard as well is the um, 
mobile authenticators that are going to be coming out and they're talking how they will be um, um, not just on uh, any old mobiles, but they'll also be on the iPhone and the iPod Touch. They'll be creating apps for them. Um, so this is going to be something that's interesting wherein the um, it's an eight-digit code, numeric code that it produces and... Um, it's a unique code and valid only once. They had the uh, the authenticator USBs, but people really did not like them at all. Whereas this will be again on your cell phone. Am I going to use it? I don't know. I like I, I I believe in the security of your account and being very careful. However, if you're careful in where you download said mods that we were just talking about, um, you don't have normally as much of a problem with your account getting hacked it's a lot of it is just being careful with your account and your um, making sure that your windows rig is secure enough too that you don't have to worry about people hacking in and get those those um those uh passwords so it is a, it is interesting whether i'll try it or not i'm not quite sure but it is a possibility uh moving on to in-game stuff uh the arena season five mount has been Oh, announced. Yeah, God, people, go to MMO Champion and check this out. The Arena Season 5 mount is a Frostworm. It is fucking gorgeous. Now, I, it's the same as with all the other Arena. I don't have good enough gear that I even bother anymore. I used to with my druid when she was both Boomkin and uh, Resto. I used to do quite a bit of uh, arena on her and it was a blast and we did all right but we certainly never would have come close to this. I don't play enough to get the gear required to make this a possibility and especially right now with it being very predefined in terms of what group makeups are the ones that are winning. Um, uh, until I get my Death Knight up, it's not really even worth it. But these Frostworms are gorgeous. They are my oh my fucking god drop of the week, even though they're not really drop. I'm making an exception. So go to MMO Champion, check it out. There's a video of it. They are just a thing of beauty. In terms of just random shit going on with uh, with WoW right now, um, you should go to um, go to WoW Insider and check out the Vin Diesel interview on uh, Jonathan Ross that he did. It was actually fun. the The beginning of the interview is just stupidity talking about his voice. Um, although I will say the end of the interview with the helium balloon was quite funny. But it's interesting to hear him talk about um, playing WoW, and this is something that Kurt Schilling had talked about on The Instance, another uh, fine, probably one of the best, if not the best, World of Warcraft podcast. Um, Kurt had talked about just this, Vin Diesel playing. And uh, it's interesting to hear Vin Diesel, where you can tell he's trying to be the tough guy not talking about it, but then once Jonathan Ross talks, starts talking about himself playing and then his wife having an 80, he actually stands up and shakes the guy's hand. You've, if you're not interested in the, the all the other Vin Diesel crap before that, just move up to about um, 6.45 or 7 minutes in and you'll get the, uh, the handshake. It is funny to watch his expression change immediately. Um, so yeah, just cute stuff. And then um, the last thing that I want to talk about was I I love it when Blizzard puts stuff in WoW that is specific to real people. Now, I'm not talking about their Paris Hilton bullshit, uh, although that's cute and funny, but I love when they put stuff like the Briani 
from uh, the Warcraft pets in Dalaran. And now what they've done is with 3.1 in uh, 25 man Iron Council, there's going to be a chance to get a drop, a chess piece that is going to be Failure's vestment of the sprouting seed, which is because of Failure from Resto for Life, the blogger for uh, the main blogger, of course, for uh, well, the only blogger for Resto for Life. And she recently retired. And this was what, maybe three weeks ago, maybe a little bit more because she's expecting a child hence the sprouting seed. So Blizzard decided to honor her by putting in this this item, this chess piece, and it is a, a healing Jewett piece. I thought that was very cool of them. And I, I, if I were her, I would be completely, I'd just be honored. I would print a picture of that and slap it in my office in a frame. I think it's very cool. Major grads to failure. She busted her ass on that blog, brought a lot of good information for people who play Resto Druids. And I think it's fantastic that she's getting this, uh, this this tip of the hat essentially with that we're going to call it a wrap for this show if you'd like to send me any comments or questions or anything like that by all means feel free to send them to um wowdogs at gmail.com that is dogs of course with a d-a-w-g-s if you would like to find me on twitter you can find me at twitter.com slash wowdogs hit me up with any comments or questions there as well via direct messages or um or just replies to whatever bullshit that i'm talking about and if you'd like to um, submit any audio entries as well, email an mp3 to um, wowdogs at gmail.com, especially uh, if you have any questions or any any interesting things that have happened to you in game that you feel would be would tie into the show really well. Or just a little guest intro even if you'd like to plug your show or anything that's going on with you. So as I said, I'm going to call it a wrap and we will talk to you next week. Take care. I'd like to give a shout out to Vetranger on the Lightbringer EU realm. He is on the in the EU GOG guild by the sound of it, and he gave us a nice five star review. Thank you very much, and take care, buddy. I'd like to thank Swagdog for sponsoring this episode of Wild Dogs. Make sure to check out their World of Warcraft gear at warcraft.swagdog.com. It's very, very easy to purchase a guild specific or to make up your own T-shirt hat hoodie i actually made myself both a t-shirt and a hat and cannot wait to get them once i get them i will be reviewing them on the site also make sure to listen next week might be a contest folks that's swagdog.com the new breed in apparel